listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. tight it's tight time tight times neighborhood tight times everywhere for people and it's also the tight end episode of garage guys fantasy sports podcast episode 86 we've made it you sure i thought it was 88 it's 86 okay okay i checked it i checked it before we did it just wanted to make sure because you know you never really know like just once these things start just up. testing you that's all yeah always young grasshopper sensei young grasshopper i like that <laughs> Whatever it be. But, guys, hope you've had a great week. Um, as you notice, it is not Saturday or Friday. It is Wednesday. That is because we are moving back to our regular Wednesday schedule, getting ready for the 2019 NFL season. And uh, you have found yourself on the tight end episode for the 2019 fan- fantasy football s- s- season. Before we get into that, the show is brought to you by Rotoballer. Go to rotoballer.com right now. Check out the premium NASCAR content uh, brought to you by myself, Scott Engel, Sean Engel, and Dan Dobish. You can even use promo code GARAGE to get 10% off your subscription. Uh, lots been going on in the NASCAR world and DFS. A lot, a lot more people are playing. I read a really interesting article the other day, Jordan. It was uh, talking about millennial viewership on NASCAR has went up like a shitload based off of fantasy sports that's good dfs sites they really needed it they need to bring that fans fan base back because like they're talking about the millennials being the largest you know if they're even not i think they are now like the largest voting force so along with that means your largest of course has to be your largest viewing you know as of right now with technology and everything oh huge the largest viewing uh class out there right now so they, they have to tap into it and they have to get them into it now to keep the numbers up and there's so many more ways they can do it like as far as like brands like new and up-and-coming brands like pit viper they've been huge for the sport um and so like when fantasy gets integrated into it that's always going to make us happy it's going to make me mm-hmm. happy because that's what i go out there to do and to get content like that talk to people and just do whatever you know we do on the racetrack and that's uh, the thing about millennials is they want options yes you, you have, have to because you, ha- you can't and I'll, I'll put myself in this group because, I mean, I know I'm a millennial. I don't really always define my way that, myself that way because I think differently. But at the same time, I don't want to just sit there and do one thing over and over and over again. It's like it's, you got to give me something new. Change is a good thing. You got to give me some change. You got to give me, you know, keep me interested. Or I'm because or, and the main issue is there's so much other shit out there. There's so much other shit to keep me interested. It's, you, you better keep me interested if you want to, you know, if you want to keep your numbers up because if you don't keep me interested, 
you're probably not going to keep about another 20, 30,000 people interested. Exactly. And like, see, like right now, another great thing for that is like with people becoming interested, it's the perfect time in sports, the perfect time of the year. Basketball's over now. Football's getting ready to kick up in August. So like this one month is like pretty big for NASCAR. You know, they have the Daytona race, which was, uh, which is basically shit on by the clouds. Um, still you sound upset. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk about salt. that. Like I feel like you just like had some salt come out of you a little bit. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was a nicotine salt because I'm back drooling again. I think it was Daytona poured salt, out of my but... mouth. Daytona salt, beach salt. Yeah, yeah. there's probably a lot of it. There's probably some like Sharknados and shit going on out there. Yeah. But uh, you know, with that, like it's just this one month period. Like I was noticing, like you know, all of our NASCAR articles, they were getting read like so much more. Like, and this is a good little window for it. So like they have to capitalize and like with NBC that's on it now, they're able to do things differently. I have heard the word skirt used on NBC, by the way. Oh, wait. So they said skirt last week. Um, so yeah, it's a great time for NASCAR in this one little month window where all, all the other sports are died down. You start seeing a lot more people viewing it. Not a good it. time to let a race rain out. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, not a good time to rain out a race and Saturday and, and, and force somebody to win that shouldn't have. I mean, I'm not saying you should. I'm yeah, I mean, say, I'm not saying. I'm not gonna like knock it. I mean, it's racing. It is what it is, and this is that's the rules, and that's what it is set up. But but raining isn't racing. No. So Saturday, the race was the Coke Zero Sugar 400. It's at Daytona. It was supposed to be on Saturday night. Weather postponed that, um, and so we had to wait till Sunday. Well, they decided they were gonna do it in the daytime. Like I always do every week, I'm constantly checking the weather in those areas because I want to make sure this shit doesn't get rained out because I feel like it's been rained out. Or so. you just want to know because you're not going to be able to make sure yeah. you're just going to know. Well, I feel like there's been more rainouts this year than like any other year that I've watched. Maybe it's just because I'm watching a lot more heavily. I don't really know. But So like, let me ask you, if you set your lineups before those race and then it gets delayed to the next day, can you change your lineup? Nope. You that's, can't that's touch it. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, I mean, and I think that I think that you should be able to change if they're going to delay the entire race. They do half. Of it, it changes. Half of it, it changes so much. So it's like, yeah, I think that eventually, like, they should do something with it. You should do like for the NBA slates, like on DraftKings and FanDuel. They should definitely do something where they can fix that up. But right now, it's but not you the have case. like somebody in your pit or something, right? No, that's for like normal fantasy NASCAR, like people that just play like on the NASCAR.com. Okay, so it's your bench. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have like so if something happens to one too, driver, or? you can throw them in. And so get you, their like, points. you draft someone too. Is that, okay, you're not talking about like a draft like, yeah. tournament style. You're talking about you like, have still a you have plays thing? like like NASCAR fast lane or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't even play it. I just play DFS. But um, the NASCAR you have like so many plays for each driver. Okay. Throughout the season, so you can only use like Kyle Busch ten times or somebody like that. But anyway, like this weekend, if you if you played DFS and you won, it's because you left a shitload of money on the table. Because when you look at your top ten lineup for the race, it was filled with the low teams. So like if on DraftKings, let's say this, like if you had this was your perfect lineup: Justin Haley, Corey LaJoy, Ty Dillon, Matt Tift, Matt DiBenedetto, and Ryan Newman. Out of those names that I just called to you, Jordan, how many of them can you think of and know that, oh, that's, I know that guy. Um, the one that won? Justin Haley. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what car number does he drive? Uh, it's it's a holy number. It's, it's one through 99. It's a holy number. 23. It's a double holy number. 33. No. 66. 69. 
No, yeah, that's a 69. sexy number. Not oh, you're <laughs> close. It. Not a god, but it was close. It was he drives number seventy seven, uh, Chevrolet, and yeah. So that was literally like if you would have at least been able to leave close to like ten k on the table for that. So Maybe. like the thing is, I've heard you talk about NASCAR a lot, and and you've said a lot of times like. I wish this guy would just win a race. I just want this, you know, I want this guy to win a race. You, yeah, you like, know how many win. Fans like win. Like, could have been. Cross the checkered fl- line, you know what I mean? And, like, and win. dominate that shit. But, I mean, it and is then, what and it and is. And it happens, and you get a little salty about your lineups, man. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't so salty. Like, I mean, out of the four guys I picked. You were as salty as I've ever seen you about that. I was pretty now. upset. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it was more along the lines of just, like, okay, you have 33 laps to go. And, I mean, I've had a lot of people on comments, like, on Instagram and shit, and they've been, like, telling me just, like, well, it's just 33 laps. And I don't give a fuck if it's, like, five laps. Shit can change. Like, things can happen. You don't one fucking lap, know. One lap, everything can change. Yeah. yeah. You don't the fucking know. didn't make it on the last lap. Yeah, I mean, like, there's literally, like, there was 33 laps left. There were going to be more cautions. There was going to be more shit happening on the restarts. Like, so for you to sit here and tell me that, oh, 33 to go, it doesn't really matter, get fucked. Like, don't even watch NASCAR. How how, how far ahead was he? I mean, he was, I mean, everybody was on the lead lap. But I'm saying how far ahead was he out front? Was he out front by? He led one lap. Are you serious? He led one lap, then they went into the pits. Like, Kurt Busch was, like, fucking really mad. I'd have been pissed because <laughs> he decided to pit before, and he fucked himself. So he pitted. <laughs> yeah, he thought that they were going to go another lap, and they didn't. And, like, they oh, fucking called God. it, and that's how he won. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, congrats to Justin. You know, <laughs> yeah, Justin congratulations. Hayward. Big congrats to him. Like, he's got the trophy. I mean, he can say he won at Daytona now, is, even though... He is upset with the haters, I heard. Yeah, so I got to read this tweet. So this is what he tweeted out. And, I mean, I got I to gotta give the guy respect. I mean, for him to come out and love me or hate me, I've got the two most controversial finishes at Daytona. <laughs> maybe ever. As long as y'all are talking, I don't mind. Just trying to make a name for myself. And he put a fucking... It could have either been a dab or it could have been, like, punch you in the face because you fucking suck. Shut up. So, but yeah, Justin Haley, you got to give him props for, for speaking out. I mean, he's got a social media presence, which is like a lot of these younger drivers that have, and the guys on the low teams, they're out here trying to make a name for themselves at the end of the day. So I get that. However, if there's 33 fucking laps to go and you have lights on the track, like I get it. Nobody might not want to wait around eight hours, but if Let you can have guys a true, go home, then. Yeah, if you can have, yeah, and whoever wants to stay, I guarantee you people will stay. Uh, yeah, Racers they, will they, stay. They will. They'll be like, okay, especially the low teams. Now, if that's the case and all the big guys want to go home, that fuck, that, let them go. Good times. Let's yeah. watch it. Let's see what happens. We'll have a real race. That's all I got to say about it. But the race will be in Kansas uh, this coming up Sunday. Not did Kansas, they sorry, cars Kentucky. And, did they wreck enough cars? Oh, dude, Austin Dillon and Clint Boyer co- cost a huge, big fucking wreck. It was amazing. Okay. So it was good. Sure they wrecked enough cars, at least. So maybe that was why they finally finished. They wrecked enough cars. Yeah. So... You know. I mean, that was the last big wreck, and then everything went to shit. So. Yeah, so and he then, just had a good wreck, yeah. and it was like, all right, we gave him a wreck. Yeah. Um, Here, there's some starting, lightning. We're Bubba Wallace to, went through football. We're starting to lose money off of this whole switching the dates thing, and, you know, we're yeah. just going to like, that, and that's, call it. Right. Plus, it'll bring controversy with this guy winning, and we don't like Kurt. And, you know, it's just so, I guess, one last thing about it. Like, that's what upsets me the most, is that this is the last year that this race is going to be on 4th of July weekend. Like, I grew up watching this. I mean, it, was just, it used to be the Pepsi 400. Back before Coke decided to fucking become Monopoly Man and fuck up NASCAR. 
But like Britney Spears would like sing sung the national anthem at like I think the one in two thousand and one when Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the race. Yeah, and that was like like the next race of Daytona after his dad died. So like it was huge. Like I mean, it was just a big fucking event. So like for it to get second second. Yeah, it's just he crashed on the first the first time he went to Daytona. Yeah, the Daytona five hundred, and then you go there for the Pepsi four hundred. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I just uh, I hate that it had to happen that way. For for it's that, content, dude. For that it's being content. the last race, there but it was content for sporting it all. Yeah, like he's got. Like a, he said he's got the most controversial. It's just, I mean, it cost the world. I hate. I hate to say it. His yeah, the but one in the sounds, Xfinity race when he when he crossed the double lines. It sounds a little rigged. I don't think it's rigged. I think that the cards just fell the way they fell, and that's that's how you got the win. It just it just just how maybe little somebody, maybe somebody maybe it was dominoes and somebody pushed them over. It was something like that. Anyway, let's go ahead and we're going to roll in now. Thank you for listening to our NASCAR talk. <laughs> we started you out with it this time. And uh, we're going to roll into the tight end portion of the show, which will be the rest of the show. So what we're going to be doing tonight is just going through each team, um, talking about the tight end situation on the team, uh, where they're, where you need to draft them, what we think about them, our personal opinions, and it's going to be fun. Uh, also, before we get into that, if you haven't got a chance to look at it, I dropped my top 10 on Twitter and Instagram for PPR leagues. So that is available. You can check that out now at Garage Guy Chase on Instagram or Twitter. Tight ends, tight end time. First tight end off the board. There's three big guys. Who are you taking first off the board? I'm going to go for George Kittle. That's gonna be my now. If if um, I'm not gonna take a tight end in the in the first round. No, I wouldn't either. Some people are. Yeah, big time. Some people are. (laughs) Kelsey's been the (laughs) my my goal is to to get Kittle in the second round. I don't, and it depends on where I'm picking the same time too, and who I get in the first round and all that. But it's tricky. You got to be quick because that's where Kittle's going right now. He's a second round guy. Um, usually Kittle and Kelsey are going in the second round. But I've seen Kelsey go in the first round too. So he said it was was what do you call it? Strats. Strats. Yeah, that dude on the sleeper uh, pop mock said it was Strats. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think of what you're talking about right now. And the pop mock, he took Kelsey in like the like the fourth pick of the first round. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just like whoa, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, he said it was Strats. Strats. Yeah, that's a cool Strat. Okay, so I got don't it. do that Strat. Don't take a tight end. Don't round. do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me. For me, it's obviously Kelsey. I, I've got to say Travis Kelsey just because of the situation he's in. Suspension coming up, uh, possibly for Tyree Kill. It's not 100% set yet. But I heard le- something came out about that today. Like we had, there was, we had a there news was drop. Extra, um, an extra recording from the 2014 issue. Oh, There no were extra things that come out about it that uh, he denied all of it. It's, that's all that I read. I didn't hear the clip or anything. Just that there was something that came out about it. So we got more news about Travis Kelsey. So I mean, not well, Travis about, Kelsey. About Hills. Tyree Kill. Yeah. So what? For me, like, just kind of, I'm I'm gonna try to look that up real quick. But for me, just like, if he is suspended, you know, that puts Kelsey, and then Watkins is your wide receiver one. Yeah. That automatically lets me know that Kelsey's gonna be getting a lot of targets, and even if Tyree Kill is in the offense, he's still gonna be getting a lot of targets. I mean, would I think he's a, I think he's gonna do a lot better with Hill in the offense than than if he gets double teamed you know like Gronk doesn't do too well by himself you know 
I don't know if we're going to see Travis Kelsey do too well by himself with no hill over the top, you know, because they, they – I mean, he'll come there back. There was plenty of games where both of them guys were slamming 30 points. Yeah, I mean, they're killing you know? it. I mean, that's, and that's why, for me, I feel like he's got himself in that position to be yeah, the number yeah. one guy. But yeah, I, I just found a little bit more information. So a radio station aired a full audio of Tyreek Hill and fiancé talking – comes out and he uh, is basically denying the ass- assaulting the fiance. So I mean, this goes back to what I was talking about last year when Zeke got caught up in some shit like some of these thirsty ass women. But didn't the NFL and, like, come out and say they were not going to do anything already? I know the the police already came out and the said, NFL. I mean, didn't the NFL say there was going to be there was something that came up and said I don't think they've came out with anything yet. I think that it's just been strictly like. Who is the, the other cops one have been handling it? And they're like, we one. have nothing else. There's to another do. one that we have a controversy with right now. Who's the other one? Um, it was Zeke. His stuff got settled. No, no, no. After Zeke, it was around. It was, it was Tyreek Hill and someone else that were going through some stuff. Um, Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, well, okay, yeah, it was Zeke. It was Zeke. You're right. It was Zeke that had to go talk to the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was Zeke, thinking Zeke of of when he got suspended, not and the then other Zeke stuff that like he did. pops up. You know, like yeah, in the RV, yeah. We, that's when you start seeing yeah, the yeah. mocks change, but. Yeah, back to tight end situation, though, with Kelsey, I think that he's going to have a – you know, he's basically going to be the new Gronk of the league. Like, he's the face of tight ends in the league. And so that, so fast there, man. It, Kittle, like, boy, year. I, I understand. I love George Kittle. But I'm saying if I had the opportunity to draft Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, and if they that fell to me in the second and it was right there, I'm going to take Kelsey over Kittle. That's just – yeah. I've I've been a Kelsey guy for a long time. I've tried to make sure I had him in at least one league every year um, for the past, like, three years. So, I mean, I've just kind of been on that train with him, and I want to keep chugging along because it's, it's been working out really well. So the other guy in this situation between Kittle and, and Kelsey, I don't really think Kittle needs much introduction. I mean, like, he's, you know, he's a let-alone dude. Um, he's shown what he can do. He's emerging. We got but will Jimmy he do G. better or worse with Jimmy G? That's that's the only question. You know, Jimmy G came out in a report today and was basically saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm full systems go. He's going to be in training camp." So I want to go back. I think it was. I know that Jimmy G got hurt. I want to say it was like the first week of uh, the NFL season, or was it the second week? Was it the second game or the first game he got hurt? Or the third, third game, right? Was it? Yeah, because I remember like sitting. We were doing. We were actually doing a podcast last year. We we're doing an episode, and I was talking about how it had just happened to me that day. Um, so yeah, I think it was like second. I'm gonna double check on that real quick though. I'm gonna get it pulled up because I want to see if we have any data on how Kittle was with Jimmy. So uh, first first week, 14 points PPR. <laughs> Um, not bad. Second week he had 4.2, and then against Kansas City 14, and then from there like with Bethard coming in, I mean just had that college connection. I mean if he can do that with Bethard, he can he can do it with Jimmy G. I don't have any problems so. with that. I hope so. I don't think that's gonna be an issue. I mean he got 14 fantasy points in his first week, so I'm just he's he's up there. He's up there to top three. Yeah. Other guy Zach Ertz, Philadelphia. I'm lower on him, and I've got him moved to the third position because I'm worried about Carson Wentz. Um, I don't think Carson is – he's going to have another media. He doesn't have year. that backup quarterback anymore either. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> like, where's your fail safe now, Yeah, buddy? <laughs> what are you going to do now? Like, I don't know. I just – I as as time is – You could see Carson Wentz play through injury, though. 
if he does get injured this year, you could see him play through an injury. I mean, what other choice are you going to have? Like, are you going to tank your season now? Like, what are you going to do? You, you can. I mean, you can. But, I mean, I think he's got the, the contract now. He's going to be able to play through. It's just he's no, no he's worries. become he's become like a walking piece of glass in my opinion now. So it's just yeah, you know the the wide receiver game they had there is going to be you know fine. I don't see anything wrong with it. Nothing like over to get overly excited about. There was a lot of it to be excited about when he first started playing. Then he just kind of turned into like a Matthew Stafford type thing, like with his quality. Mind. Yeah, you know, like with his quality of play. Matthew he wasn't, Stafford was a bomb fantasy quarterback though for a while. He, exactly, he was. But it's like the decline in the injuries is like... Eh. Yeah, it shakes things out. And you're just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that obviously makes Ertz's value kind of drop for me because we know we knew what Foles had with Ertz, and we knew that would be okay. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Dallas Godert coming up right behind him. And Godert's been going in later in the mock drafts that we've been doing for the playing, playing on Ertz getting hurt. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, but Dallas Godert, he's, they're calling him uh, Joe Dirt with a soft G. Okay. Joe Dirt. Okay. Shout out to the boy Tommy at Two on One Fantasy Football Podcast. He he threw that one up on uh, Twitter. That was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you got him too. I mean, he's he's been used a little bit. So that obviously drops the value. Kittle and and Kelsey. That's that's your locks right there. Like, there's no doubt about that. Um, so let's move on. The next guy that's been really hyped up this year has been uh, from a team in the NFC South. And that's O.J. Howard. He's really climbed up the uh, the the ladder, and I don't really know if I'm f- if I'm feeling where he's going right now. Like I don't I don't think I'm ready to take him that early, just because I think that people are just desperate to just have somebody new, because there's just you know you got your big three, and like people are just like we we I've got to have desperate to have a tight end because if you don't get yeah. Kelsey or, or Kittle or Ertz. Basically, you're going to go into every week with a deficit. But I can think of some guys that I would take over. Yeah, but think of, I'm not. Let me finish. You're going to go in with a deficit because Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz are going to put up numbers. In my opinion, like no other tight end, they're going to out. They're going to be the top three almost every single week. So if you're if you're all your other players on your team just match your whoever your versus that week the tight end position is what's going to be the difference maker so yeah. like they won't they want OJ Howard to be a top 5 every single week and I don't know if he's going to be able to do it either but last year yeah he had, he had a lot of changing at the quarterback they had a lot of bad mentality at and that he, team and he had consistency while he was playing he did have consistency the whole time but and I don't know if he ever completely leveled himself out and got comfortable and if he gets comfortable this year, I've watched that dude play a lot of football. Right. I mean, He's fucking good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know that. I mean, he came out of what? Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's an Alabama guy. Got another Alabama kid coming out, Minnesota. We'll talk a little bit about him. But, uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think his highest scoring game that he had was against the Panthers last year. He had 21.3 fantasy points in PPR. Um, two touchdowns in that game. So, I mean, OJ – it's just there's a lot of changes going on. Bruce Arian's system, we know he likes to run the ball historically. So it's just going to be a, a, a different offense, it's a new offense. And that's kind of like, you know, when, you, when you're looking to get a person or a player that, you know, can perform, you want to make sure that whatever play style or offense that was 
what it was last year is going to be the same thing as it is this year. Consistency. Yeah. And so, I mean, with that OJ can, Howard, you're anything get him, like that can change things. You're going to get him low enough to be able to get you a solid running back, a solid wide receiver, and another one of those two before but I don't you even think, get him. I don't think you're going to be able to get him low enough because his, his ADP is rising right with now. With what, third or fourth round? Yeah, I mean, he's a fourth-round guy right now. That's what I'm saying. In the first, second, and third round, you can get a wide receiver – a running back and, and either and, and another wide receiver or another running back, and then the fourth round get him. You're going to get a. I hope you go two RB. Well, I mean, I'm just you, you're probably going going to depending on where you're picking though. Wide so receiver and then at the same time. That's where you'd be. Able you to could get still him. get him in a fourth. He's a solid pick, and he's going to be a consistent pick. You're going to skip out on Travis Kelsey in the second round, and get two solid running backs, a solid wide receiver, and then a solid tight end. And I think that's what most people are going to end up doing. You're going to see a lot of that. I mean, you'll have your, your normal guys that are going to want to take those high-value guys early just because they're fans of the position itself. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. I'm a fan of the position. So I like to have like a solid – ever since I had Jimmy Graham when he was playing for the Saints, it just like clicked with me. I'm like, i got to have a good tight end. Yeah. Like, just because you can see what they can do and like what they can, what they can bring to your team. Um, after OJ, though, uh, Evan Ingram and then Hunter Henry and then Jared Cook. So starting with Evan Ingram – um, it all goes down to the, again who's going to be throwing the ball. Saquon is going to be made to believe the big guy. They got to get it to someone else. And with between Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, I think that this is a year that as long as Evan Ingram can learn how to hold on to a football, just hold when, it. Yeah, just just hold on to some it. some of that sticky tack, man. Get, just get you some sticky gloves, and if he can do that, and he cannot be a fumble master, watch. The I love Giants. Evan Ingram. Watch the Little Giants get yeah. you some sticky stuff. There you go. Like you, you know that used we'll to send be an, you some, Evan. You know that used to be an issue in the NFL? Big time. Big time issue. Wasn't Deion Cheaters. Sanders one of the guys that was like he big got, on it? He got accused of it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Stick hands. Yeah. That's the one. They'd but have you, certain people on the sidelines that would have it stuck to their shirt. And like they could just like walk behind them and like go to take just, a picture and then yeah, oh, sorry, stick guys. their hands and then go out there and play. A little sticky there. Yeah. It's a lot of sweat. <laughs> Spring the sticky back. I sweat. I sweat Elmer's. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, I like Evan Ingram as long as he can hold him to the ball. I mean, he's going to be used. They got to get the ball to somebody. He's good there. Hunter Henry for the Chargers. He's been going around like the sixth round. I know some people have been taking him around the fourth. I've seen that in a few mocks. Hunter Henry is one of those guys that I feel like after watching what he did do before he got hurt, he kind of proved himself. Just to me personally. He's one of the best that came out of Arkansas in a very long time. And with a team being on a team with like somebody like Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates has been there forever. We know how much he likes to utilize the tight end position. Hunter Henry can do big things. And in this offense, you have Keenan Allen and what Tyrell Williams and then Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. It'll probably a little bit of Austin Eckler. Yeah, he showed really good uh moments of, of greatness. When he was on the field. That was like two years ago. How many many games did he play? It should tell you right there. The biggest game. How many games did he play that year? 14? Yeah, he went 14 in 2017. Um, That was like he tore ACL or something, right? Yeah, 579 yards. Yeah, it was ACL. He had four touchdowns, and in 2016 he had eight touchdowns. So he had less touchdowns, but that's because he got hurt. So he probably would have got up to 10. I mean, Phillip Rivers is going to find a way to use this guy. As long as he can stay healthy – I think I'd be comfortable taking him around the fifth, honestly, the fourth or the fifth, and that's where I've been taking him when I have taken him in mocks. It seems like you better plan your strategy 
around the tight end position. Yeah, you want to know like if you want to get him like around four or five, then like these are your guys, and, the, and these like are still you gotta, good. You gotta value really plan guys. out what round you're going to take a tight end. Yeah, it's it's very important. And no tight end is an important and, position. And, and sometimes people you know, be fucking around with that; they don't understand it. You see, in a, you know, in a in a fourth round, and you see three three tight ends go off the board because you know people are sheep. You see one guy taking the next guy taking the next guy taking. You better go ahead and take you a tight end that round. Yeah, because they're gonna start flying. We're gonna see what's coming around the next time. I know. But, I know the the one of the leagues that I was in a couple about a week ago was like the two tight end league. I mean that's a difference, but I'm literally seeing that same shit in normal mocks. Yeah, you're seeing the, these tight ends because like you've got these new tight ends, and we're gonna get to another one of these guys um, that's got a brand new situation that I'm just absolutely fucking over the moon with. Jared Cook coming to New Orleans. We know that Jared Cook is a good tight end. We know that he just hasn't been utilized properly. And now coming to a system where we've seen the tight end be spectacular with Jimmy Graham, and it, nothing has been the but same we ha- since. We haven't seen anything like that since. Yeah, really I mean, haven't. we went through what Benjamin Watson, Kobe. We Fleener. saw some good from Benjamin Watson. I saw some good from some Kobe good. Fleener. We've yeah, seen we flashes see some of greatness. Fleener, yeah. There's been flashes of greatness, but we haven't had somebody with that same kind of like oomph as Graham was back then, now that we have Cook. And so a lot of people are interested. But I still don't see Jared Cook having the consistency that Graham had with Breeze. Well, no, or I with mean, any tight end. And, and if you go back historically, Jared since Cook, Jimmy Graham left, we have not had a consistent tight end out of the Saints that it could be a fantasy starter. Okay. And that's so, what worries me about Jared Cook. So with, with Jared Cook, it's like if he could do what he did with uh, Derek Carr last year. I mean, let's see, uh, 2018 – there was uh, 896 yards. He had six touchdowns. I think there was like a lot of that was from that one game, like the first yeah, one game. He that went crazy. first week, yeah. yeah. And like Did he, get, his he didn't value. Finish, he got injured, didn't he? Did he get injured? I don't think that Jared got. How many games did he say he played? Um, it says that he played a total of 16 games. Okay, so he didn't even get injured. So there was no injury. It's just that the Raiders just fucking started going to suck fest mode. Well, they got rid of their <laughs> best players. Yeah, but I mean, like, even Which the one first, of them I didn't think was their best player, but obviously they didn't utilize him properly. Even the first week, I mean, it was, yeah, 27 fucking PPR points against the Rams. Like, yeah. that's that's heavy. And then, like, after that, the best game he had was uh, was week 14 against Pittsburgh, 18.6 PPR points. No, my, I'm sorry, Cleveland, 31. That was his best game, 31 fucking points against Cleveland. Jared Cook can do shit. With Drew Brees, I think we're going to see even more come out of it. I don't doubt at all that he's going to finish a top five this year. And I've said that like months ago. He will be a top five tight end. I don't, I don't believe that. No cap. Top no, five. No possibility. Top we're, five. We're going to see. Top ten, not top five. Okay. So the next <laughs> situation that a lot, it's got a lot of people talking, um, Indianapolis Colts. Eric O'Bron, Jack Doyle. Where do you go? I'm gonna have to say, and I've never wanted to pick him over any over anybody, but I would say Ebron. I would go Eric Ebron myself, just because of we like. I don't believe that they were just playing ball last year. They they had a connection. Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron have made a connection. That's the it was the obviously it was the touchdowns that really helped, but at the same time, it's like. Dude was a monster. He came out of nowhere last year. Nobody was expecting Eric Brown to do the shit that he did. No. Because when you had him in Detroit for so many years, you were just like, oh, it's just another 
He was every a, now and a then poor man's. He was like a poor man's Kyle Rudolph. That's you, how bad you it hoped was. That whenever you had to play him because you had somebody on a bye that he went off. That's about. All That's all he was. He was a bye week tight end. And then he went from being a bye week tight end well, to a top he, ten. He wasn't really a bye week tight end. There was a lot of a lot of a couple of guys that I know that played him religiously, like because I think his first year in um, Detroit he mm-hmm. went crazy. Like I think he had a really really solid season. And then after that, they kind of like you know you you get sick over some fantasy players. Like you get a sickness where you have to play them because they won you this one game or. You had this spectacular year with them, and you just have this confidence in them, and they just kind of let you down. You know, but, he never really had like a great year. I mean, he had pretty. He had a couple of great games, like 2017. Best points was 19 um, against the Bengals. In 2016, his best game uh, came. Wow, with uh, I think it was 16 fantasy points against the Vikings. No, 17 against Dallas. And then 2015, his highest scoring game was 19 fantasy points against Minnesota. So he's never really had a huge year. Like this year, that's he had not been, his year though. That's one game. One game well, that's, doesn't. That's a game. Doesn't that, his that's, whole year. That's his highest. The highest he scored in that season. And so just because it's the year, highest he scored doesn't mean that the a collective of his season. This this section is brought to you by Clock. Ding dong. So no, I'm just saying, like, like going back to when he was with Detroit, like, that, those were his best games, 19 fantasy points. Like, it was like barely ever cracked 20. And then last year, he rolls in and he gets 31 against New England, 21 against Miami, 28 against Jacksonville in PPR. I mean, he he definitely had a, this value went up. Not really. It, tight ends went up the whole time. Tight ends went up. It doesn't. It, it wasn't like. There was you, had, a, you had one or okay. two tight ends that were getting over ten points this whole time. Like I get it that. wasn't like there that was, was a, a season from one game. There was a difference between him moving from Detroit to Indianapolis. There was a difference. Well, that wasn't what I'm talking about. Whenever people were hooked on him, is what I was saying. I didn't even say anything about him moving. I was talking about there was like a there, there was, was always people hope. that I knew that yeah that like people had so much confidence in this guy like. But the Lions never really utilized the tight end position that much. They would they would every now and then as far as a tight end. Now, tight ends didn't score 30 points like this on the regular like they do now three or four years ago. Like, we, you had Gronk. Gronk was the well, one that changed like, the like, game. Probably five years ago whenever Gronk and Jimmy was probably the top two five years ago, at least yeah. for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. are your guys. And they weren't getting – Delaney Walker was like the dark horse guy. Yeah, but they weren't getting 30 points. They were getting 15, and we're like, yeah! Yeah, that's great for a tight end. (laughs) Exactly. Now it's like if if you're – Now it's fucking crazy. If your tight end doesn't get 15, you're crying. Like, you better get a tight end than get you 15 points because you know uh, freaking Kelsey, like, he averages, what, 20? Yeah. Probably averages 20 now. I I mean, but just with this situation in general, like – we we saw we saw Doyle do some of those things, you know. He's he's been around. He's he's had the good games. I mean, even last year he had the game was nineteen against Oakland until he got hurt. Um, so I mean, he was out in spurts last year. But I just I think that LeBron's going to be the guy. He's going to stay the guy. I would draft LeBron over Doyle. I'll leave it at that for that yeah. one. Um, now on to a team where the, I, this guy is getting drafted, and I don't understand this one that much. I feel like I feel like you. I feel like I, there was a lot of guys that I would take over him, Vance McDonald, because he's playing with uh, the Steelers now. No more Jesse James. <laughs> it's just Vance McDonald. He had 
Um, he had a pretty solid, I think it was like one solid game where he dragged Kirk Cousins yes. or somebody with the Vikings. So Wait, how would he drag Kirk Cousins? I don't know. He dragged someone. Somebody got fucking dragged. Would, I don't think he would drag the quarterback if he's on offense. He uh, he had the big – it was against Tampa Bay. My bad. He dragged somebody on Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, one of the defensive players. I don't know. So I don't know. Wait, why. was that was that the play where the it would guy have been funny was like to watch Kirk Cousins get dragged? <laughs> oh yeah, well, and it's probably happened. There's probably clips of it in Washington. Um, get the face. Was he the one that, that like slammed the guy into the ground and was and the dude was like, I hope somebody else gets slammed this week just so they can stop nagging think, on me yeah, or something. That was him where he it was like the stern. It was a stiff was arm a of stern it. fucking <laughs> yeah. face. It was like, bitch, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like I gotta go to. It was the almost end zone. almost as good as Leonard Fournette's stiff arm. Twenty one fantasy in, points uh, LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Almost. It was nice. I remember that. But uh Vance, I mean, he had some flashes what of they, greatness. What are they thinking that like since since Antonio's gone and, and they're gonna have they to think, think of something a, like No, I'm saying like what are people thinking in drafting earlier? Like are they thinking that he's gonna be probably why. relevant? Like like oh my god, the the tight end's gonna come relevant in Pittsburgh now? No. I don't see that. This is what's happening. Jesse James has had some good games too. Like, like there would be sometimes like, damn, I wish I'd have played in that week, but he's sitting some. on the fucking waiver wire. Keyword. Yeah, I know, I know. It wasn't consistent, but some. there were there was a couple of games where you, where he was like a top five tight end that week, and you were like, where the hell did this come from? Why did this happen? And you know, why didn't I play him that week? But I don't see him ever being in my starting lineup. I would literally unless like, he shows me something. So he's going over to Joku, um, and I mean, I think that he's. He's okay, but I mean, I vow. I mean, he's. I guess he's where he needs to be at behind these guys. Um, Above Najoku? No, I don't know. I because honestly, my my personal opinion, Pittsburgh has used wide receivers forever. They're not just going to stop. Like they they make wide receivers. That's what Pittsburgh is good at. Okay, you got Juju. They're great at drafting wide receivers, and now you got Dante Moncrief coming in. Like they're gonna find a way to use him. They're gonna find a way to use Juju. There's gonna they're gonna find a way to use Washington. I don't think that Vance is gonna be that important, like you're saying. So and I think he is I think he's going too high. I would take I would honestly draft Austin Hooper before I drafted Vance McDonald. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'd draft Delaney Walker. Like, I don't know if think I go about that far with think it. about it. Everybody right. everybody's so excited about Delaney, Listen, but I'm telling you, I think it's done. Think Pittsburgh it's has their star running back. Sit out on them. What do they change? Nothing. 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 They still did the same shit. Because they don't have to. They still <laughs> did the same shit. Antonio Brown's gone now. Le'Veon Bell's gone now. You still got the same coach. Still the same man calling in plays. He's not going to change very much. He's not just going to start using the tight end position. No. Out of nowhere. Not I, like we need for fantasy 100%. aspects. All right. There, there are better people to get than Vance McDonald where he's going currently around like round eight. Um, next guy up, talk about the Browns. Um, Browns situation for David Njoku, I, I don't like it at all. Um, there's too many people to throw the ball to. They're already talking about like Antonio Callaway is like fighting for his role, and I thought that he was going to be like the guy that was like going to really shine this year as like a like I guess not really a sleeper, but like yeah, basically a sleeper. Well, that was before OBJ got there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because, like, I mean, you think about it, like, defenses are going to be all over Jarvis and OBJ. It's like, throw some Antonio Callaway in there. It's kapam. Or some David Njoku. Yeah, or David, but I mean, still, I'd rather have Callaway running down the field for the long bombs when the defense is worried about OBJ and Jarvis, and because Antonio can, can capitalize on that and carry that. 
the way that they use Najoku, I mean, he's just a lot of slant routes and shit. I mean, so the slant routes, dude. I've seen David Najoku take a slant route to the house. Yeah. All right. One so, or two. How many? Can you count them on one hand? I've seen him do it. <laughs> you count it on one hand. I've seen him do it. I mean, I mean, any tight end could do it. Exactly. No, not, not Especially whenever end. you have two star wide receivers opening the field up for you. Kansas City, New England, open up the middle of the field and give this big dude a freaking uh, the football and let him run with it. He's average, but because he's on the Browns, I feel like people are just like, oh, it's Njoku. Like, he's, he's on the new team, the new stars. Like, you know, got to get that guy. It's like his best, I think he's a solid tight end this year. Best game, no. Yeah. But best game last year was against the, the Chargers. And if you haven't points. noticed, the best game to, to picture your whole season. Those targets. <laughs> like, the, come on now. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, all I'm giving is just that's what his best, that's what his, his fucking ceiling was. That was his ceiling. Last year. Yeah. With no with no OBJ. I'm going over that. Yeah. With yeah. with uh Tarod for right. a while. Okay, now OBJ's in. With the old coach. So all I'm saying, Freddie Kitchens, that's fine, but all I'm saying is is, is his target share is gonna drop. Like he's his targets are gonna drop. It's simple. You wanna get a guy that's gonna get a lot of targets, his targets are Yeah, there's drop. not a whole lot of tight ends. You don't get a you're, David you're gonna, Njoku's you, you, targets. You're saying that you have to they have to tight end. I'm not talking in the first six rounds to get the targets that you're saying. You can't say that. You, you if you're gonna wait on a tight end, you're gonna have to wait on someone like David Njoku, and you're gonna have to play him, and he's gonna be a solid tight end for where you're picking him. I understand that. I'm giving my opinion on the situation, and what I'm saying is is that yeah, if you're down there in that area, like you got to get somebody. I understand that. I'm giving my opinion on what I feel about him and in my outlook for the year. I understand that. Which is which but is But his ceiling last year doesn't tell what his year is going to be like this year. It doesn't. But I'm That's giving all. That's all. That's all. I'm giving what we have and what we have seen from that. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. All right. It's fine. It's fine. It's is fine. it dandy? It's all dandy. Wait, there's nothing but love. It's ELE here. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so the Joku just me personally like if I have to take him, it is what it is. I'm not excited about the guy. Falcons, Austin Hooper, talked about him. I like what we saw out of him last year as compared to the year before. And if anything is going to be consistent with that, it's that with Julio aging, Calvin Ridley's presence is there. There are the threats there that you got to worry about. The running game is taking a little bit of a backseat. Devontae... Uh, Freeman, yeah, Devonte Freeman, Devonta Freeman, his uh his ADP has dropped. Other than that, you got Edo Smith there in the backfield. So the run game, I feel like something's gonna have to give. They're gonna have to be spreading that ball out a little bit more if they want to get some shit done. Austin Hooper could be a great ticket. Not saying he's gonna be a a strong mighty tight end guy, but he's definitely gonna have the targets there for him. I would never draft Austin Hooper. You would never draft. I would never. Draft you literally Austin just said Hooper. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I like for, your opinion. I was making sure. I was making sure I liked your opinion because if I don't like your opinions, you get a little hasty. But I'm just saying I wouldn't we, draft. We Austin, I wouldn't draft Austin Hooper. <laughs> I, I would draft Greg Olson. I'd draft Kyle Rudolph. I, I would draft Jimmy Graham. I would draft Jordan Reed before I would draft. You draft Hooper. Jordan Reed. I would, I would draft them before I would draft <sighs> Austin Hooper. I could. Like, I could. If you're drafting drafting Austin Hooper, it's because like you already know where your season's headed, and you know you're going to need a backup <laughs> for, <laughs> for what's going. No, down. I mean like, honestly, if you wait to get Hooper, 
Like, you can get some solid wide receivers, some yeah, solid running yeah. backs, and then you have this guy that had a ceiling last year of 22 in PPR against Tampa Bay. That's 10th round, though. And you've still yeah. got Jimmy Graham, and you've still got... I mean, he had one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six decent games out of 10. So. <laughs> I mean, cool. everything else was, like, close he did, to he 10 did, points. He showed, like, and that's what it is. It's like, people see these six games, and they're like, oh, my God. That's his season. This is going to completely come over to next season, and this is what he's going to do all year. And it's like it creates it creates know. the percentages of what a ceiling is. And <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I I would be fine going to going heavy on like running back and heavy on wide receiver, and then getting Hooper late. I could justify that. I'd be fine. And, with then, that. and then turn around. I've, and I've had get to do Greg, it. In Greg Olson is your backup, dude. <laughs> turn around and get somebody like um, like Jonu Smith. I mean, you know, John. Like, I mean, and we'll we'll talk about this, we'll talk about the Titans, but I mean, there, there's you you wouldn't even have to draft Johnu Smith. Honestly, you could probably get him off the waiver wire. But there, there's different there there's there's so many different factors to it. But if you're gonna go with the strategy of loading up on the wide receivers and wait for the tight end, Austin Hooper is one of those guys that you're gonna get. And I mean, we're getting into those guys now. Um, because like you said, it is a thin position, but still going to try to cover every team with it. So moving to the tight they're saying he's the 11th tight end off the board. So everybody's drafting this guy to be their guy. If you're going to, if all, you know, if, if, yeah, if, if they're going to go heavy with everything leagues. else, they want to go ahead and knock their flexes out. They want to knock out their, <laughs> why you, you want to get their kicker. You want to get mean, your big point guys. You're not a, you're not a big tight end guy. If you're getting someone like Hooper, you don't really care about the position as much. I think you know? tight end is so strong. It is. It's it's such a strong – and if you can get one of your big three, it's going to be a great year for you because you can work around that. As long as they don't get hurt because you're going to have to spend a a whole lot on them in that first, second round to get – well, start second or third round to get those guys. So So this is is the time where the people that don't want to risk that shit, they go for their (laughs) tight end. And next is the, the situation in Tennessee. Delaney Walker's coming off of injury. I personally Every year he's coming off of injury. Yeah, exactly. So I personally think that Delaney is going to be done. That by the end of the season there will be no more Delaney Walker. That's I feel that. And from last year, I got to catch a little glimpse. It wasn't, you know, that great, but I've heard some news coming out about this kid that he is developing well. He's showing strength. And it's Johnu Smith. So, looking at Johnu's uh game log from last year uh he had a four game stretch where he got 11 fantasy points 13 10 and 14 and that's against dallas new england indianapolis and houston so those four weeks he had a big spurt and then against the the jets he got like four and then he got hurt he didn't play the rest of the season with Janu could be the next man up will will be the next man up and i think that he's going to be learning a lot from delaney Janu is somebody that won't even be on draft boards. And Janu could be the guy that you could get later in the season or you could get him off the waiver wire and just hold on to him. And he could be he could be your golden ticket. Only thing you gotta worry about is how much do you trust Marcus Mariota? To throw the football to someone other than himself. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's always Or the whole there. Tennessee Titans is they they I mean they, they put on a good show. Adam Humphreys. <laughs> Got Adam Humphreys. Corey Davis. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know. We'll see what happens. They were a dark horse team last year, um, and 
it's like every year we want to call them that because it's like they're one step away, which is probably getting another quarterback to, <laughs> doing, yeah. to doing something great. How long are you going to stick with it? Yeah, so tight end situation over there. I am uh, It's late round shit. It is what it is. And that's where we're at now. Bears. Trey Burton, that was my guy last year. I had so much hope for him, especially in Matt Nagy's offense. I wanted to see good things from him. Didn't really pan out. He's right where he needs to be. Um, he had, he showed a couple of glimpses of greatness because I had him in like one league last year. Um, did you own Trey Burton anywhere? No, I didn't. Yeah, but you remember how much shit I talked about Trey Burton. I came out like I was yeah. just – this dude was going to be the, the tits, everything there was. He had some good games. You know, like he's like we always talk about. If you get over ten points, that's what we want to see out of any player that we have. That's the consistency rating. So that's but a good ceiling, or that's a good mid range. I drafted him way too early. Okay, <laughs> so um, that, that's out of the range, out of range completely. But uh, yeah, his best game that he had, his ceiling last year was a uh, twenty-seven against New England. The tight ends seem to do pretty well against New England last year, from what I've been yeah, seeing on these. Yeah. So they they were having a tough time covering that position. But Burton, Burton had that, but it's just like he just needs a little bit more work, and I'm just – he's right where he needs to be at. So we'll see if there's anything that changes there, anything comes out different. The Bears just haven't really had a great tight end in a, in a minute since, what, Ditka? I'm sure there's been one since Ditka. Nah, there was the one that wouldn't it, uh, hyperextend his knee. Shit, what was his name? Wasn't Shaheen. No. Crap, I, man. I can't think of it. But I remember I was at that game that he did that. Was it against the Saints? It was yeah, the Saints and Bears. Yeah, in he New had Orleans. a hyperextension. Shit, what was his name? I was at that game, dude. I can't remember. He was like not a great tight end, but Sorry he just had like shows that were just, or he had like uh, shows of. Greatness. He was here and there. Yeah, Trubisky just. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's Trubisky or if they just haven't really worked it into the game plan that much. But you just think because him coming from Kansas City that he would want to do that, you know, that now you would want to integrate that tight end. So that team, that team's a tough one to get fantasy players off of because I think this year they're going to win by their defense, just like they did last year. Strap the defense, yeah. They don't. Well, not if you don't play with them. But I know, like, like I, I'm struggling right now. Not gonna have should to we? Score a lot should of we points. do? Let's just do this. Let's do this for for the listeners to hear and everything. Should we include defense in our league this year, or should we just go straight triple flex? I, sh- I don't. I would not. I would not go triple flex. I would not go double flex. I would go IDP. That's what I would do. That's fantasy football. I don't want to make it. That's IDP. players. Pro leagues got IDP. Pro leagues got to stay this way. Why you ask if you ain't gonna give a shit? I'm just saying. Why are you gonna ask then? Should we? Because that wasn't my question. My that question was: question. Should we have a defense? Neither. Or we have my a answer is neither. All right, we'll t- we'll, we'll hash this IDP, out bro. I'm telling you. I want to get into IDP because we'll do an IDP is, league this it year. Is, it, it makes it so much so much different. If you're that listening and you have an IDP league, holler at us. Yeah, Jordan wants to play. I do, I'll, and I, mean, I want to play in a competitive one where people know what's going on. I mean, I'm going to get my ass kicked probably, but that's the best way to learn. You're going to draft Greedy Williams. <laughs> you already <laughs> know LSU it. defensive strategy. It's yeah, the strength. And, and Tyron Matthew. <laughs> First round, Greedy Williams. <laughs> no, not that early. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do that. I don't know. Khalil, dude, you can get Khalil Mack, and every time Khalil, you you got a Khalil Mack jersey, and you could have him I'm on a your Khalil team. Mack fanatic. You could have him on your team, not the Bears. I you could have Khalil him Mack. on your team, and every time he gets a sack, you get to get. Points. I would only want Khalil Mack in a Bears jersey. Well, that's what you would have, though. It just makes sense. That's what you would have, though. Love it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about it. If you're listening, you got IDP League, holler. Um, Vikings. Everybody's so scared of it, it pisses me off. 
Kyle Rudolph uh, re-signs with the team after everyone's thinking that they're done with him. Irv Smith's coming in. Um, this, this is starting to get a little bit closer into it because we'll go ahead and talk about the Lions and the Vikings together. So the Lions have TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's going to be your the starting tight end. Uh, Irv Smith's going to be, quote-unquote, behind Kyle Rudolph. I don't necessarily think that um, – that, that he's going to be benched. I think that Irv Smith is going to have playing time this year. I think Kyle Rudolph is going to be a more of a mentor for him, and that's where I'm leaving my feelings with it on that. You call me crazy, whatever you want. I really don't care, and it's not going to hurt my feelings. I've already had multiple conversations about this with people on Twitter. Um, Irv Smith, I think that this year everybody talks shit about how the tight end position for rookies, you just stay away, don't draft them. I talked about it on XM with Howard Bender, and I said, look, this is the year that that's going to change. You got a great tight end class coming in. Big three, Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson, and Irv Smith. That's a big three, let alone right there. And you got some other guys, too, that are on these teams that we'll talk about that are rookies that, that could have a very big fantasy implication like or that could just shine. But with Irv Smith, I went ahead. I got him in like I think it was like the the fourteenth or the fifteenth in that double tight end league, just so I could have some extra cushion because I have T.J. Hawkinson as one of my starting tight ends. Matt Patricia is going to find a way to use this guy. He's going to get targets. You got Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones, and you've got uh, what in the backfield? Uh, you've got Carryon Johnson and C.J. Anderson. They're going to find a way to get that ball to T.J. Hawkinson. Um, it's just it's it's simple math, and it's what Matt Patricia likes, and he wants to copy that New England style. He wants that Gronk. We talked about it. That that's where I'm at on that. Well, we haven't really seen his style of offense yet. He was never an offensive coordinator in New England, so we've seen his. He was a defense. It was a little mind. broken last year, but I mean, I think that now with this tight end, I, I kind of see a little bit clearer of what he wants to do, and because I mean, the tight end was never used heavily in Detroit. We saw that with the numbers with Eric Ebron. He wants to change the narrative, and he wants to get that position going and establish that in the in the in the city, and so we're going to see that this year, and and I'm fully confident in that. Like I I will sit right here and tell you that like you can get T.J. Hawkinson in the tenth, the ninth, tenth, and the eleventh is where he's been going. You can get him there, and you should get him there because he's going to be an incredible steal and an incredible save for your team. Especially if you know you've got if you want to just draft him as a backup, do it because that's going to be the best choice you ever <laughs> yeah, made. That's the most. That's the most I would ever do. It's going to become trade value too. Heavy. If you got a great tight end and you get T.J. Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson no, will be trade. trade him, you don't trade him away though. I'm you just trade saying away your first tight end. That's why you better draft him as a backup. You don't trade him away. You trade your first. tight end. I'm just saying if if you got like Travis Kelsey and then you got T.J. Hawkinson, you're going to want to keep Kelsey. Because Hawkinson's not going to do anywhere near what Kelsey can do, but he's still going to be a good tight end this year. You can trade him to somebody that's got someone, you know, like on this lower end of the ladder, like a Vance at McDonald's yeah, yeah, or something. They're Hawkinson. not performing yeah, you great. you trade him away. Yeah, so it's going to be good. So Irv Smith, I've, he's not going to be as well, good as Hawkinson. I, I might be keeping him depending on how good he is. So. Yeah, well, if you're in a dynasty league, you'd be an idiot. But, you know, you got to keep him. But rookie tight ends, do not be afraid of them this year. That's all I'm telling you. Don't be afraid of them this season. Get out and grab you one because I'm telling you, it's you're going to be able to get them really late. You can really like build your team amazingly. And if you draft one of these guys as your starter, if you get like Hawkinson, you're not going to regret it. That, that's my full confidence bleeding out into this microphone right now. There you go. I'm fully confident on that. Chase's um, hot take. Jets, I love me some Chris Herndon. The Hearn. 
He, That's might, he might be real good, but I ain't got no, no Jets. You you oh. are just like a Jets, like, no-no boy. Yeah, That's I'm, what you are. That, he, simply put, Jets, no-no boy. Yeah. Um, That's Chris, what you want to say, but I just don't like them. Chris Hernan, he showed some glimpses of greatness last season. Nothing too spectacular. I think that changes. Um, I know that Adam Gase successful, did, unsuccessfully made Mike Jacecki look amazing, but – and that offense that he's going to be running, it's Robbie Anderson. Um, I don't know who the other guy is. Can't think of him. I always forget his name, and I'm not even editing it. It is what it is. Forget his name. Came from Washington. And then Chris Herndon and then Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. Herndon is going to be another great tight end you can get at a low value. I like him. If you're going to wait, he's a guy that I would grab. And then we go to the Panther situation. How do you feel about Greg Olson being drafted so fucking low? I don't know. I know he's had the injuries deal, and that's the only reason why. You know, he could he could be a real steal if he comes if he makes a bounce back here, stays healthy. Not worried about Ian Thompson. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about. I don't like that he's going so low. I hate it for him. I'm not going to draft him because I'm not going to draft a second tight end this year. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay strictly one Worth tight end. Um, and I'm just gonna watch that waiver and get one whenever I, whenever it's one of them that, that that doesn't get drafted. Johnu, you go Johnu Smith. I want to wait. Like I don't. There's not enough to know about all the rookies yet. I'm gonna stay away from the rookies. And, and you're I'm gonna, gonna have draft s- one that I know is gonna be solid, and I'm not gonna have to worry about it unless one of them gets injured or if I have a bye week. So and I like I would hate like if it was a two tight end league. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an extra one. So. All right. So yeah, with me with the injuries. Um, I'm I'm really not worried about getting any Greg Olson this year. I think that McCaffrey has done enough to show that he can uh, carry that team on his back. And you got Curtis Samuel and uh, DJ Moore. I, I just I don't I don't think it's going to be used that heavy. I think that some things are changing in Carolina, and the tight end position is about to kind of have a little uh, have a little shutdown. We'll call it that. We've had a couple of shutdowns in the last couple yeah. years. I think he's going to have a little shutdown this year. I don't think they're going to be so reliant on the position. They haven't. He hasn't been there. Well, I mean, for whoever's there, I just I don't I don't think they're going to worry about it too much. They know what they got in the backfield, and that's everything. Packers, Jimmy Graham. Is there any need to even talk about this? I just wish it would be great. No, I wish it would be as great as I thought it was going to be. Whenever he went, he's going right after Greg Olson. Yeah. I wish he, I wish he would have done better. I wish he'd just come back to the Saints and do good again. It sucks to see a player with so much talent not get properly used. Like he, he had some good use in. I think after in the Seattle. injury, though, it fucked him up. But I even, mean, even, the, even him. the first year in, uh, in Seattle wasn't that great. His second year, he did better. Didn't he have two years there? Yeah. So like his second year was better, and then they shipped him off to Green Bay. He got he got busted up his second year, I think though. Yeah, second year and yeah. Yeah, he got but busted still, up. I think he should. I think he's a he's a better talent than what they're giving him credit for, or what I they're would, how the way they're utilizing him. So right after him, it's Jordan Reed. I just don't want to. I would take that, Jordan Reed over him. I just don't believe that it's Jimmy Graham's fault. <laughs> no, I, I mean seen him do too many great things. It's it's not. It's just that you can't replicate what he did in New Orleans, and that's what every team has tried to do. But then he's just ended up on teams that are like. You know, we know you can catch the ball, but we got guys to do that. We just want you to just stand here and be big and just it's make sure. Yeah, like, he's he's a blocker. It's like I'm not blocking. I'm not blocking. I'm he, not he, block. It's yeah, almost but. like he got robbed of his ability. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. I hate I hate to see it, but it is the way it is. 
Jordan Reed's the next guy. Injury man. If you draft but him, he comes with a love, disclaimer. People love to draft him and play him. Okay. Or at least have him on their bench just in case. Because they're waiting on that, that that greatness to come back that he showed on those three or four games that he had of the total played. What Will, was it? 12 games that I, I say earlier? He played. He's played a total of twelve games in the last three years. Yeah, I want to say that's what it said. <laughs> I want to. We'll double check it. But here's the deal: is that he has not been like superior since Kirk Cousins was in town. So we didn't really get to see a whole lot of that um, last year. I think that we had like I think there was one game last year. Yeah, he had like 20, 20 fantasy points against Houston. I didn't even touch him last year. I was, I was. I'm, oh no, I'm that scared. wasn't him. That wasn't him. He's he played 13 games last year. Yeah, I he was, hasn't played a full season in three years. Yeah, it's been a minute, and he's the concussion master, dude. Yeah. That dude has like mastered concussions. Like he Eifert, them That's in. who it was. Eifert's played uh, 14 games in three years. Yeah, fuck hasn't that. even played a full season. In I don't three even years. want to that talk about that guy. I was thinking about. We, we, there, there's not even a need. Like Bing, <laughs> Bengals tight end. What's that? <laughs> like, no, I mean, Eifert for a backup, I mean, go for it. Try it. See what happens with it. But, no, I'm not even touching that. All right, let's talk about one. Jordan. Let's talk about one. Let's talk about one. Let's talk about one. I want, I want to bring one up. Who you got? Gronk. Gronkowski? Is he going to come back this year or not? What's your, what's your opinion? I think, yes or no? No, that's a no, especially now because neck dude uh, saw him on Instagram and he, bug, he bugged out. I think that that <laughs> broke him. Long neck guy, you know what I'm talking about? Big, big neck, big dick neck. Big neck. They call him, a.k.a. Uh, Daddy Long Neck. Daddy Long Neck. Fuck that kid. <laughs> he scared the shit out of him. He scared the shit out of me when you showed me that video. Yeah. You got that video? What is it, Old Town Road? All it does uh, is play Old Town Road, but it's like this fucking <laughs> like skinny stick guy with a long ass neck riding this super fat dude. Listening to Old Town Road, and it's the most unsettling video I'll ever see. So if I met that kid, I would probably stay in retirement. That at least put him in retirement for like one more year. So you really think he's not going to come back? I, I think, think I think he's going to come back. So here's the report. So this is this is the news, real quick. They they him and Brady were practicing the other day. Supposedly, mm-hmm. the report came out about that that they were doing some practice or whatever, and he came out and said, "I don't know how I'm going to feel." Until I'm at home on a Sunday watching football. Yeah, it's, I think he's gonna come back. Jason Witten's coming Witten, back, right? With, with him, yeah, Witten came. Witten's back. coming back, and with, he watched with football Gronk, every Sunday. With Gronk saying that, that gives me some a little bit of relief of knowing that, like, yeah, he'll probably be. Do back. you draft him this year? Yeah. Fuck no. No draft him at all. You don't draft him. Just leave him on the waiver. Let somebody else take him. If There's you're no- in a dynasty league. Go for it late in the round. I don't give a fuck. Why would you do that in Dynasty League? That makes no sense. Because you keep that person. Yeah, but this is it's at the People most. People draft Josh Gordon year. in Dynasty Leagues because you because he might come back, and you hold on to him. You see what happens. I think he's completely kicked out. I think. Um, no, but, he's at Tom Brady's house eating food and shit. Oh yeah, Tom Brady's taking care of him. Yeah, he's but the no, man. that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you draft him? I wouldn't draft Gronk in a dynasty league. If you if you're in a startup, like I mean, like uh, people drafted him this year, and people are going to draft him in dynasty leagues because that's somebody he could return in a couple years, and there you go, you got him like the last pick of your dynasty draft. I don't want to have him when he returns in a couple years. 
That's that's bad. Shame people do that's it. Bad, I yeah. wouldn't do it. I wouldn't but people do, it do it. But I mean, I wouldn't mind drafting him. I don't know if I maybe I draft him this year. I think it's a waste of a draft pick. I don't care if it's fucking the sixteenth pick. It's a waste. It could be your last pick. It could be. It could be like it, usually your last pick. You're probably gonna drop him anyway. I would Let's just be chance honest. it on the waiver wire. Let's be honest. How many times have you dropped your last pick before the start of the season? That's shitload. Yeah, <laughs> picked up somewhere <laughs> off the waiver wire. Exactly. So like, leave him on the waiver you wire. You just, and, kick, and do just that like say say um how. We used to play with defenses, but not draft one. Yeah. All right. Not going to have a defense this year. If you don't have a defense, draft him as your last pick. If you think he's not coming back, you can let him go. Just that way you'll have him just in case. Big thing is, say it's the third week of the year. You've got Kelsey already, and you've got Gronk. Report comes out that Gronk's starting to play next week. You could probably get some pretty good trade value for Gronk. If you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, trade him yeah, away, get yeah. something good for him, and just you wash your hands of him. I'm not, I'm him not, I'm not drafting him in redraft. I would. I would it. draft him as last Dynasty, break. maybe. Depend, it just depends. Depends on, on how shit shakes out. But redraft, no. I definitely would draft him in Dynasty, but okay. I, I don't understand that one. But, yeah, I would draft Very him simple. in last. I you think he's coming him. back. Nobody else can get him. He's just there on your roster. Same thing with redraft. But yeah, but redraft, you redraft every year. Yeah, but I don't want him to come back in two years. I don't want him then. You just know you have him. You yeah, but I would rather draft somebody him. that I can have on my it's team like a, it's for like a longer. League. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Why would I want to keep somebody that's this, this retired or possibly going to stay retired for years? Possibility that it'll come back and you don't want anybody else to have him. Yeah, but what if you got him on your on your bench or on, on your team the whole time on your bench and he never ever comes back? Like, just drop him. <laughs> Trade him. I don't Jeez. know. But okay. you wouldn't do it in a redraft. I don't understand that logic no. there. That, that logic makes no sense. I wouldn't. There's just way more value in a redraft <laughs> that you can get. Broncos situation, I like Flacco at Font. And who else do they have there with the tight ends? Jake Butt. Old Jakey B. Is that him that's there? Yeah, there's somebody else too. It's Jake Butt. Jake Butt with the Broncos, yep. So it's Jake Butt, and then can we find the other guy? If we can't remember his name, we're definitely not fucking <laughs> trapping. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be afraid to take like Noah Font late. Yeah, you're Just, you're you're excited about I am. Flacco this year going to turn into a I'm tight not, end throwing guy. I don't overnight. think he's going to throw. He's been a tight end guy. He's always loved to target the tight end. Not, not for much. That's he, he hasn't. He has it not for much. If you go back, he I might th- throw the ball to him, but Flacco throws the ball a lot, and a lot of times it doesn't get to him, and a lot of times he gets sacked trying to throw it. Targets, <laughs> yeah, that's what matters. No targets He's don't mean targeting. Targets don't mean shit position. if you don't have a high catch percentage. Like I think Font will work his way up to the starting position this year. I think Flacco's a shit quarterback. That's fine. I think that he's not elite and he's old and he's. Not, I never not said gonna, he was elite. I never said he was going to be Tom Brady. I just think he's going to do better. Tom Brady's not system. elite either. He's just a very good system. He's a system system guy. He's in a good he's system. He's only seen him one system though. He's a system. He's like a system driver, like yeah. William Byron. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's. I, I like Noah Font. I think he's going to be the starter, and I think that Flacco is going to get the ball to him. I, think, I hope. Yeah, I hope so. He likes tight end. They're talking about Cortland Sutton being the one. Saw that today. We'll talk about that in the mm-hmm. wide receiver episode. But I like Noah Font. Um, Ravens situation. So I think it's Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. Those are your two guys. These are guys that don't even worry about them. They're going to be on the waiver wire. Unless you're in a deep-ass league. 
Yeah. We're we're talking 16 round 12 man PPR here. He'll be I on the waiver wire win. with Joe Flacco. They'll be on the waiver wire. <laughs> I like Hayden Hurst over Mark Andrews. I don't know how you feel about it. That's how I feel about I, it. I would I mean, I guess Hurst. I've, I've I've seen his name more than Andrews. Yeah. I mean, he got he got a little busted up coming back. Um if there's anybody that that we've seen that that uh that our, that our, home, our homeboy uh shit why am I forget Lamar Jackson <laughs> if there's anybody that Lamar Jackson liked to throw to even in college I think it was the tight end that was just his it's, it's like it's he like, was it's a, like, he was more of a runner though it's like a Flacco with fast legs is what they're kind of bringing there now yeah I think he'd rather hold the ball and run it though he's a lot better than Flacco I'm sorry yeah I didn't have to that. say. But he doesn't. He does hold the ball too much. But we'll get it. We'll get into him. It's just it's a run team. It's a running team. Uh, Bengals. Tyler Eifert. Glass House. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. We just we don't be hopeful. Cowboys. Jason Witten. Old man. Oh God. Don't rely on it. He's like, oh my God. We have a wide receiver and a running back and a quarterback. I've never had this an entire time I've been there. Let me come back. <laughs> Let me open the. I door. just want to see. I open just, the door. I want to wear pads and play dress up and watch football, coach, guys. Coach, I, I, I can't call football. That was a bad choice. Just if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a Cowboys fan, you'll probably draft him in like the eighth round. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Mike Jacecki. There's been something saying that that they like Jacecki this year, especially with uh, the new quarterback situation, new coaching situation. I'm not. Mm-mm. We'll see. 202 yards last year. That was the diarrhea sound brought to you by <laughs> but it, yeah. fast Things tight end could change. Things could change. Things could change. I don't, know. I don't even want to preach on that guy. Gerald Everett for the Rams. Um. We, we we're talking about this a little bit. It's just not a team that loves tight end. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't love tight end. He'll have one or two good games like last year. Yeah. So, bye. Uh, Raiders now. Is it th- this is bad guys? I don't even know off the top of my head who the Raiders tight end is. This yeah, is really either. bad. This is really really bad. We're gonna have to investigate this. Here we go. Darren Waller. It just sounds like a dude that like paints houses. Like, hey, my name is Darren Waller, and I like <laughs> to paint houses. I don't know much about this guy. I've heard a couple of people saying that he's gonna be like a secret weapon, but I don't know. I'm not buying it. He's prepared for a breakout with the Raiders. This is what we're talking about. I would go with C.J. Uzoma before I go with him, just because he's got a cooler name. Yeah, and he's like back up to Eifert, and we know that Uzuma <laughs> is gonna get playing time. Like yeah. he'll he'll be playing like week three like it's guaranteed. Um, Darren Waller, somebody to watch out for. Obviously, if if you're going to be going that deep with it, um, he could prove to be a formidable pass catching option, much like Cook. But we'll have some big shoes to fill. So there's that for Waller. Cardinals. Cardinals have a new tight end, Charles Clay from the Buffalo Bills. So he is fighting with Ricky Sills Jones. These are the these are some more irrelevant tight ends that are for very deep leagues and on waiver wire. Um, what do you think about Benjamin Watson? Ben Watt didn't he get like busted up on some PEDs or something? I think he's still going to be able to play. Yeah, maybe. I know like Matt Lacoste is w- is with the Patriots now. Um, that some people were saying that that he could be u- utilized. Other than that, I mean that's really all I know there. Tight end position is going to suck. Unless Bill Belichick just brings somebody to glory. I don't know. How many games is he going to be out? 
Could be. I have no idea how many games he's going to be out. Probably like a four-game suspension. But I mean, if, if you're talking guess. about a team that's used to using the tight end position, New England is one of them. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, oh, they've been they've been known staple. to, like, make some people. Matt Lacoste is probably one guy that I could see them making and, and bringing and making them worth a damn. So there's Lacoste. Could be a, a sneaky sleeper towards the end of the year. Um, Cardinal situation I'm not really worried about between Clay and Ricky Seals-Jones. Just take one – take whichever one you like best. Patriots. Well, Vernon Davis, bro. Well, Vernon Davis. Some Vernon Davis. <laughs> a little bit of Vernon D. Uh, you better just let him sit on a waiver. It's like he still plays. Like, damn, you forget. Like, yeah. He's that one guy that's like, he's damn, he's still here. Yeah. It's like, shit, what are you doing, man? Who was the one that played for uh, Jacksonville? And then, or he came from Denver, then went to Jacksonville, tight end? It's not O'Shaughnessy, is it? No, Thomas. Julius Thomas. Oh yeah, dude. I'm missing some Julius dude, he's Thomas, gone. dude. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, he was. Didn't he play was for? Like, what, he played for the. Did he play for the Texans before that? Did he ever play for the I, Texans? I don't. I don't think so. I thought he just because he was with uh he was with the old man with the forehead red the red forehead. Who did Julius Thomas play for? Denver. He was playing. He was with, it was Julius Thomas. He and, played with somebody before Denver though. I don't remember, but I remember. I remember him with. Uh, I do remember him Peyton Manning, though. Yeah, and Peyton and uh, who was the other? That shit was nice. The other wide receiver. It was Julius Thomas and something else. Thomas. Um, it was Demarius. Demarius Thomas. Thomas yeah. yeah, Demarius is with in uh in New England now. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he left Denver too last year, didn't he? He left Houston last year. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that went to Houston then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so he's there. He's in New England now. That'll be cool to see how that shakes out. I think they're just going to try to load up on wide receivers, and Belichick's going to just roll with that. <laughs> He's going to have to do something. Yeah, something, obviously. Jaguars situation, uh, they got a rookie, I believe, this year. But O'Shaughnessy is set to be the starter. Maybe Nick Foles can bring some life to that. Other than that, that's your waiver wire tight ends. Not somebody you really want to like, you know, check up on unless you're in the deeper leagues like we talk about. Last three teams, Buffalo, Houston, and Seattle. Out of these three teams right here, which one do you think has the best outlook for a decent tight end showing this year? Seattle. Because they at least use a position every game. So Will Disley is Yeah, yeah. Disley had a couple of good games guy. last year. I think he got either he got hurt or the, what was the other one? There was another tight end. Will Disley's going at three twenty two. Is his yeah. So I mean, he's a you. You can get this guy on the waiver wire. Easy. No, no, you don't get him. You don't draft him. No, you don't um, draft this guy at you all. You get him, him off the waiver. Yeah, you yeah. Don't, you don't these even worry about I, drafting just, him. Let me just clear it up. These last guys we've been talking about for like the yeah. past like <laughs> fifteen minutes. These are waiver wire guys. Yeah, for sure. Disley last year, um, looking at. Uh, he only played four games, man. He got injured. That was him. It, it was Nick Vanette that Vinette, came after Vinette him. did good. They they both did okay though. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. They did. They had like a couple of games. I feel like one of one of them. One of them had a couple of games, or it may have been just both of them together. But it seemed like Vanette played the most of the season. He only had like two really good games. Yeah, but I think he only he only got the starting job. Some of those, some of those games, or yeah, something. He was in the first four. He was still sharing time with Will Disley. Yeah. So, but yeah, his his ceiling last year was seventeen against the uh, the Chargers. Yeah, like I said, it was just a couple of times where he was just like, man, this team can use the tight end position. You know, I don't know why they didn't do it with Jimmy Graham, but they were doing it. But also, you had uh, you had Russell Wilson running all over the damn field all the time. Just yeah, like that, he that's could what I expect out of that team. I don't expect anything 
after that. That's just that's what you get. The the one guy out of these three teams, though, for me, that I feel like could have a uh, a better impact than last year is going to probably be Jordan Thomas uh, for the Houston Texans. So we already know DeAndre Hopkins is there. Will Fuller, if he can stay healthy. Then Jordan Thomas, we saw him used a little bit last year. What about the um, other wide receiver? What's his name? Uh, Kiki Kutia. Kiki Kutia. How can I forget that? So they have that. So, I mean, Jordan's not going to be, like, heavily relied on, but, I mean, he his ceiling was 18 fantasy points against Miami last year. I remember watching that game. That was the game that, he, that was his best game last season. I think that he's just one of those guys you pick up off the waiver wire for a bye week, and depending on if you're playing against a bad team, this could be the best plug for you. So Miami and Cleveland were the two that he was strongest against last year. Um, definitely going to be some changes on the Cleveland side. Uh, Miami could probably still be the same. So if you got him on a bye week where, you know, if they are playing Miami or somebody with the same ranked defense right around that area, that might be a good play for you that week on the bye. Um, last team, saving the uh, saving the, the best and the mightiest fan base for last, I guess you would say, the, the Bills Mafia, uh, Buffalo. A lot of things are different this year. Um, for one, a Bengals tight end has made a move. So Tyler Croft, remember that name? Yeah, he, it's one of those those backups. Yeah, one of the, one of one the of many, those backups from one of the Tyler. many one of the many Eifert backups um, is now a Buffalo Bill, and he was expected to be the one. Bills drafted a tight end named Dawson Knox, and he hasn't really got much media attention, but supposedly he's in contention for the number one role right now. That's bad. Yeah. Over cause, not look, not looking too great. No, did you? What we got? Did you, okay. What we got? Um, nine games. Okay. Um, Fifteen receptions, two hundred eighty-four yards. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people saying to like, look out for this guy. He's going to be a bottom of the He's barrel be guy. Blocking people all over the place. Yeah, but it's oh. saying. He, but but the reports about a month ago they were coming out saying that he was doing some really impressive shit. So you know, may, maybe the uh, I mean, maybe the man Josh Allen has found some love. Look at Tom Brady's stats. Yeah, I mean it's college stats. Not too great. No, they, they came to the NFL. Look changed at, the game. Look at his damn odd uh, draft report or the, scouting report. So Tyler Croft rebroke his right foot during May OTAs. Oh, <laughs> These stood, glass tight ends, dude, way out of too Cincinnati. close to Tyler Eifert in the in the room, big time. Yeah, Cro- it was they like too much Eifert went together. down and Croft just don't. Yeah. yeah, if you if you're a fan of like fine china, then go for like Cincinnati tight end, 100. percent Yeah, Dawson Knox could be a secret weapon if he is contention for the first. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a great year for rookie tight ends. I believe that with all my heart. Great shit's going to come. Um, it's going to be fun as hell. That's all we got for tight end episode. Uh, pretty sure we hit every team right there and uh, went through what we know, the little bits of what we do know, what we don't know. We're still going to have a lot to unfold. Just be following us, checking us out on tw- on the Twitter machine, on Instagram, at GarageGuySports. Follow me at GarageGuyChase. Where can they follow you at this week? Behind the salt shaker. Behind the salt shakers. Yeah. Because you got salt lamps. Salt lamps. Salt lamps and salt shakers. Ski masks and sweaters. Ski mask slump god. Yeah. I wish we had some of that queued up right now, but we don't. So we're just going to close out to our normal closeout music by the by the lovely Marshmallow. Um, have a great week. 
It's Wednesday time. We'll be back next Wednesday with another positional episode. So get ready for it. Love you, Garage Fam. Sports. Party. Repeat.